Welcome to the Unicorn Entrepreneur, the podcast that teaches women entrepreneurs how to create a business that earns more money. I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury Brown, attorney, wife, French bulldog mom, beach bum, and owner of a multiple six figure business. And I'm excited to teach you how to become a unicorn entrepreneur. This podcast is for you if you have a business or want to start a business and want to learn the tricks and tools to get your first client, your first six figures, and so much more than that. If you want more money and more satisfaction, you're in the right place. Pull up your seat. Let's go get them, unicorns. Hey, guys. Welcome back. I'm Felicia Allison Bunbury of FeliciaAllisonBunbury.com. Welcome to another episode of The Unicorn Entrepreneur. If you're new here, welcome. Sit down. Let's chat. (laughs) We are a community of women entrepreneurs who rebel against the status quo and dare to create the businesses and lives of our dreams. I teach six tenants to help my unicorn friends reach their goals. If you want to learn more about these six tenants, head over to FeliciaAllisonBunbury.com where we deep dive on that and really get into those six tenants. On today's episode, we're going to deep dive into one of the tenants, which is mindset, mindset work, bosses, millionaires, unicorns, people who live by their own terms. People are building an empire. They have principles, they have tenants, they have values that guide them. And if you study the greats, you will see that the consistently same values, principles, and tenants. That's what we teach on. Today, we're touching on that mindset tenant, and we're going to go and talk about imposter syndrome. Now, before we get into that, I do want to say, you can master fear unicorns. Fear is a hater, and it keeps you crippled. And once you master fear and you master your mind, you can have anything. The world is your oyster. It's something that's so simple, but it's very complicated at the same time. It's simple in that these principles, if you do them consistently, you will see the results. But to get out of our own ways and to take all that guck and all that learned behavior and, you know, that need to have to remain comfortable to level up against that. That takes grit. That takes chutzpah. That takes the things that unicorns are made of. And you you got this. We can do it. So I'm going to share a story with you guys a few times in my life where I felt like an imposter. I grew up in New York City, born and bred. I'm first generation American. Both of my parents are Guyanese. That's in South America. Culturally, it's Caribbean, but it is in the South America where most countries are Spanish speaking. No, I do not speak Spanish. (laughs) Okay. And when my parents got divorced at around eight years old, I was eight years old. I moved from a predominantly Caribbean ethnic neighborhood to a Hasidic Jewish neighborhood in Queens over there in Flushing. Shout out to Flushing. And I went to school. My mom sent me to school. There were nobody that really looked like me or not very many people that looked like me. It was an amazing school. The people are amazing. People treated me well, but I definitely felt like other because I was other. There was other ethnic groups that were Indian, they were Asian, mostly Jewish, but just it was a complete 
culture shock from being in completely brown classrooms into being like the only brown person or one or two brown people in a classroom. So I was hyper aware of the fact that, you know, I was different. I was other. There wasn't more people like me in this environment. And it did cause a feeling of uncomfortableness. I didn't feel necessarily feel fake, but I do recall one time in Miss, Miss Madiona's class room, which was one of my favorite teachers, we all had collectively, I think this was the fourth grade, used clay to make a volcano. You know, those volcano projects, you know, science projects. And at the end of it, it was so fun. We sat down, we did all the things. It was amazing. And at the end of it, we put everyone's name in a big bowl and the teacher pulled the person's name out of the bowl and whomever's name was said would get the uh, volcano. We all wanted it. And I remember (laughs) feeling like there's no way I was going to get it. Not to say I didn't feel good enough. It was just, I felt different. It was a difficult time. My parents had just gone through a divorce. My environment was different. And I just didn't feel like I was going to get something good. I didn't think I would deserve something good. And Miss Madiona, she called my name and I got it. And everyone looked at me and I felt a little uncomfortable. And she said, what's the matter? You don't seem very excited to get it. I did feel excited. I didn't know how to express myself in that situation. I remember this vividly because I was uncomfortable with the amount of attention. I didn't think I was going to get it. I didn't feel deserving of it. And that's like literally the first time I can feel imposter syndrome, uh, a case of imposter syndrome that I suffered with. And I was in fourth grade at that time. Okay. So imposter syndrome, let's talk about what the definition of that is. When you think of your authentic, when you think your authentic self isn't good enough, And therefore, you have to put on a front. You have to wear a mask. You cannot show everyone the real you because if they know who the real you is, it's not going to be good enough. That is one definition of imposter syndrome. And that's the definition I'm really going to be working you versus this mask, right? So you have a perception of yourself. You have your authentic self. You have who you are wherever that is. And when you feel like whoever you are is not good enough, you may then act in a way that you believe is more deserving or fake it or put on a front because you don't believe that you are good enough. All of this is mental because it comes down to your beliefs. Number one, (laughs) people can see you, the real authentic you, but because you have a conscious thought of yourself and an unconscious thought of yourself. You are struggling to see who the real you is. And then you put on a front and you wear a mask and that mask causes you to feel fake. Now, leaders, unicorns are problem solvers. We are the creme de la creme. So when you are a leader, you are going to be the person that people go to. If you have to command the stage, if you're the best, you're going to draw some attention. And in drawing that attention, whether that's your intellect, whether that's your athleticism, whether that's your thought processes, whether that's your worth ethic, whether that's your beauty, whatever it is that you have going on that makes you, you know, shine, makes you bright, makes you a unicorn, is going to cause you to have a lot of attention. 
that attention can feel very uncomfortable because if you are uncomfortable with who you are and if you feel unworthy and if you feel if people saw the real you, they wouldn't like it, they wouldn't think it's good enough, then you're always going to feel this discomfort. Now, here are some ways that you can know if you struggle with imposter syndrome. If you have the following thoughts and you have them consistently, if you've ever felt this way, then you may be suffering from imposter syndrome. Point one, I can't fail. If I'm not perfect, then I'm not good enough. Where my perfectionism, perfectionist, excuse me. I suffered from this. I'm recovering from it. And it's very crippling. So if it's not perfect, then I can't show it to anyone. If it's not perfect, it's not good enough. These thoughts oftentimes, number one, cripple us and prevent us from doing what's truly in our heart because very seldom is anything perfect. That's number one. Number two, it takes us away from our destiny. Nobody does anything perfectly the first time, the second time, the third time. 75%, 80% is good enough. If it's good, that 70, 80%, that's good. It's good enough for sure. And then through practice, you can enhance your skill set and become exceptional at something. So the lie of, oh, I can't do, I can't present, I can't start a podcast. I don't know what to say. I'm not good with words. I can't ask that guy out on a date because I am 20 pounds a little too thick right now. I can't start that business because I might fail and everyone's going to know I'm a failure. And I know I'm a failure. It has to be perfect. And what is perfect, right? Because when you start a business, I can tell you, when you start a business, no one knows exactly what they're doing. You can listen to all the podcasts. You can have the coach. You have to feel your way. You have to be able to pivot. You have to be able to adjust. You have to be able to be uncomfortable and be okay with that. And if you uncomfort, say it's not perfect, I can't do it. You are getting in your own way from being great. Um, You're getting in your own way from being blessed. You're getting in your own way for living your fullest life. If you feel fake, If you chop things up to, oh, that's luck. Oh, you did a great job in the presentation. Oh, you know, just had a good day. Uncomfortable with compliments. You believe that you give the air of competency, but aren't in fact competent. You're like, oh, everyone thinks of me as being this big time X, Y, Z, but I'm not. So again, your thought of your reality versus who you present yourself, you think that there is a difference and there's a distinction and that there's some way in which you are talking. There's some way in which you're dressing to give the air of that you know what you're talking about. But in reality, you do not. I, You know what? I definitely sometimes felt this way as a young lawyer, you know, in courtrooms with attorneys who are far more respected, a lot more experience at the time than I did. And what really kind of opened my eyes from this lie that's from the pits of hell is I started going up against attorneys and they were the who's who and the, and they were not that good. Some of them, you know, their reputation preceded them, but I was holding my own weight. I was good. The objective evidence showed that I was cross-examining. I was giving just as much as I was getting. And I was winning sometimes, a lot of times, actually. And it started when I started to see that there's other attorneys out there who are practicing and they're not perfect. They didn't catch that objection. They didn't do a cross-examination the way in which it should be done. They didn't seem extremely prepared. 
I, I'm always prepared because I'm, I'm not playing with that. But you see what I'm saying? And they were still revered. I realized that it didn't require perfectionism. It required boldness and chutzpah and confidence. And if that's not fake. That's the lie that we have told ourselves that if it's not perfect or I'm not truly good enough, I'm just lucky. And I don't know, someone just let me in the back door and, you know, somebody's going to really tell me the truth about myself. No one can tell you the truth about yourself. You tell yourself the truth about yourself. If you are waiting for other people, there are going to be people with nefarious intentions that are, regardless of the fact that you are perfect or great at what you do, that will tell you a lie. And if since you don't know who you are, you are you are liable or you are prone to believe them. You're prone to believe the lies. So you have to know who you are. The greats are not a hundred percent perfect. Michael Jordan's one of arguably the greatest basketball players that ever did it. He lost many times. He had many missed shots. Okay. There is nobody who hits all of the time. I love Beyonce, her lemonade, album, no Grammys, still one of her best bodies of work. So just because you are great or a giant in what you do, doesn't mean that you're going to get recognized. That recognition has to come from within. It has to come from thoughts that you intentionally think in your head, beliefs that you truly know to be true. And the work that you do on yourself, it cannot come on whether you're externally validated or not. And that's the thing. But number two is if you constantly feel fake. If you know me, you know I'm obsessed with the tools and tricks to help unicorn entrepreneurs level up their businesses. Now to increase revenue, add more zeros to your bank account, it's necessary to create, nurture, and convert the tribe. I've used several email service providers and I've discovered that ConvertKit is the best by far. They're flexible, easy to use, and they have amazing customer service. That's not all. ConvertKit makes it super easy to give out opt-ins or lead magnets. You can also add multiple lead magnets and forms to the same list, which is awesome. ConvertKit also makes it super easy to automate emails to your tribe. Want to sign up and support this podcast? Great. Go to the show description and double click the relevant link. Now back to the show. Three, if you often downplay your achievements, you are killing it. You're doing great. You got a new house. You got a new, you know, wife or whatever. And everyone is saying to you, oh, you're doing great. You're smashing it. You looked amazing. Oh, no, I, you know, no. It's okay. It's not as good as you have to downplay. You don't want to be seem like you are too good. You don't feel authentic. You feel uncomfortable. You feel like an imposter. You can't stand in your glory. You can't internalize positive feedback. You only internalize negative feedback and you wear it and it weighs you down and it gets in your way. Now, if you ever had any of those thoughts, you're probably suffering from imposter syndrome. People with imposter syndrome are usually high achievers with cracks in their self-esteem and sense of worthiness. Again, if you're someone who, if someone says something negative, you get negative feedback at work or from a client, and that is what you wear and that is what you feel. But when you, when you get positive feedback, you downplay it. You're suffering. You will never be able to be great. There's probably people less talented than you going further because they are truly confident, not arrogant, confident, meaning I'm good. Why not me? 
I work hard. I can do this. Oftentimes, I notice that I remember working at a law firm, you know, shadowing other attorneys. And when the attorneys were like, you know, asking for opinions about various, you know, opening arguments, cross-examination topics, etc. I didn't feel like I should, you know, oh my gosh, I'm just new only two years here I shouldn't say anything and there were some interns some white male interns one two seconds into law school saying you should do this you should do that confident getting further feeling like they're asserting themselves positioning themselves as the expert and after a while people start feeling like they are whether or not they are necessarily you know at the creme de la creme pinnacle of of the legal field now we're not asked we're not talking about arrogance we're not talking about being haughty we're not talking about having a big head talking about you are competent you went to school this is what you do and you are uncomfortable shining in your zone of genius. Other people with less experience are comfortable, okay? And they will shine and they will get those positions and they will, you know, stand on the stages and they will, with less information, less level of being prepared than you because this imposter syndrome is a, is a joy snatcher. It's a destiny killer. It has to be eradicated. We must cut out the cancer. It's so essential. When I started doing this work on myself, that's when things started to change for me, 100%. Now, ways to cure imposter syndrome. Now, this is something I have and I do to this day. Create a feel-good folder, a folder of all your accomplishments, but that's the time you were able to lose five pounds, the time that you were able to run in the 5k, whether that's the time you won the apple pie competition for your neighborhood, that A that you got back in 11th grade, if you were able to, you know, get a participation award, or if you were able to get hundred percent attend any evidence because again, this is even for people who may not have a lot of stuff going, any evidence of your greatness, a thank you letter from a client, any level, any indication of your competency, create a folder. And when you feel that you are faltering and you're, you're wavering in your resolve, go back to that folder. Go back to that, hey, girl, you got it going on folder. Okay, the hey, you can do this. I love the fact that Beyonce has an alter ego. That is what I have as well. So if I'm going up on stage, if I'm in the courtroom, if I'm doing something, I have an alter ego. I might tell you guys her name one day. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I have a whole persona. I have several. My husband knows all of them. <laughs> he knows all of them and he loves all of them. So create a folder with all of your accomplishments, everything that's evidence that you are a great person, that you're a kind person, that you're a competent person, that you have the wherewithal to do the things that you say you're going to do. That is so important. And refer to it anytime you feel that your resolve is faltering. Another way to cure it is to talk about your wins on a consistent basis. Any small win you may have. And I call it with your business best friend. So I have a couple of friends that I talk about business things. And we have a pat amongst ourselves where like, if you want to brag, like, hey, can I can I um, brush my shoulder off real quick? I really, because when you start to, you know, raise up in being an entrepreneur, when you start to uh, shine in whatever respective field that you're in and you're trying to, to become successful and you start seeing success. That's what I was trying to find. It becomes a little lonely because you sometimes have less and less people who've been where you've been. 
And it's important to surround yourself through community, through whether that's podcasts, whether that's Facebook group, whether that's, you know, meetups in your local town, having coffee with people who are entrepreneurs. And I did that. And it was really awesome, actually, when I first opened, uh, started my law firm. And whoever you gravitate to, you guys have things in common. You have a conversation with that person and you say, hey, let's meet every Friday for 10 minutes and let's have conversations about business and etc. And in this group of friends that I have, we have an understanding that sometimes somebody will say, can I have the hot seat? And you will say, I am feeling myself because and this is a true reason why I'm feeling myself. I've been on the Peloton five, actually seven days this week. And I did strength training and I am crushing it. Right. So it's a, it's a permission to, you know, brush the shoulder off, to stretch a little bit. You have to practice that not being cocky. That's come. You don't go around saying this to everybody. That's a safe environment that we've created where that's appropriate. As women, we are less comfortable talking about our achievements and our competencies and our zone of geniuses. Okay. And we have to start practicing it because, because of the imposter syndrome, it's holding us back. It's holding us. Somebody who has a cure to cancer, there is the next, you know, best selling author out there listening to this podcast right now who is too afraid to have somebody read their transcript. Girl, you better send that transcript. You better self-publish if necessary. We want to read your greatness. God put those gifts inside of you for the world. It would be selfish for you not to let us see your greatness. I want to see your greatness. Let's not get in our own way. Another way in which we can change, cure imposter syndrome to having a confident, healthy relationship with ourselves, with our achievements, with our worth is to reframe failure, any fail, because we all going to fail, reframe failure as an opportunity to learn and not as an indictment on your authenticity or worth. Let me say that again. Reframe failure as an opportunity to learn and not as an indictment on your authenticity and your worth. You have to understand that failure is a part of the process and people who can fail well, people who can fail and take it in stride, people who can fail and not internalize it are the goats, are the unicorns, continue to go and they learn from the failure, learn the lesson, eat the fish, throw away the bone, and then they become better. That's the cure. You are not a failure. Who separate your who from your do. Who you are, if you make a mistake, you have to be able to wear that. Oh, my goodness, I didn't follow the process. Oh, my goodness, there was a much better way. You're human. You're allowed to be human. You're allowed to fall short. You aren't short. You aren't a failure. You made a misstep. And your ability to recover from that, not internalize that, eat the fish, throw away the bone and learn is directly related to your ability to share your gifts with the world. And that not that why we're here? We all have a certain amount of gifts and abilities in our heart, in our soul. And if you die and you don't share them with the world, that is the saddest tra- tragedy. Tragedy. Ugh, it's sad. <laughs> it's, it's a very sad thing. And I don't want that for you. That's why I started this podcast because we're going we gonna to work it out. We're going to work it out and be great together. Now, lastly is I want you to start having a daily practice of visualizing. I, I, I do a lot of talking about writing 
and affirmations. And some people are visual learners. And this is also a very, very good tool because you can do it like 10 minutes a day. Sit down in a quiet space and visualize your success in detail in such detail that you can actually smell and taste the scenarios. I will never forget it, that there was this a woman who was speaking, a famous woman, and her name escapes me at this time. And she said when she was poor and she was living in a trailer, she would go to an empty church, a cathedral-style church, and dress up and walk up and down the stairs and wave like Miss America to empty people because she knew that one day she'd be speaking to the, the masses. She is like one of the top speakers, advisors to presidents, best-selling authors, multi, multi, multi-millionaires at this time. But she came from an abusive marriage. She came from uh, trailer. She came from being told she's nothing. She was a single mother of two or three children at the time. I know she has three now. I'm not sure she, how many she had at the time when she had this revelation. And she saw it. She believed it. And now it is. And that's the same thing for you. So every day you want to meditate on those thoughts. You don't see yourself in that business that works for you and serves your family and serves the community. What does that look like? Do you, you wake up. How does your day look? Do you work out? Then you do you start taking meetings? You start doing phone calls and consultations and coaching sessions. What does that look like? Okay, when you come home, think about that dream house. Think about that driveway. Drive up into that driveway. Okay, how is your home decorated? What's the vibe in the home? What are you doing at night? Think about that success. What that means to you. Think about that book. Think, be at that. If you have a, if you're an author and you have a book inside you, think about being at book signings with thousands of people waiting and telling you how your words touch their their lives. Think about that. Think about that. You, if you're going to have a owner of a multi million dollar law firm that's across multiple states, think about what that looks like. Feel it. Live it. Taste it. Really think about because when you think it, you feel it. Your brain doesn't know any difference between a memory and reality. So I want you to think it so that your body feels it. It feels so good, doesn't it? It feels so good. And when it feels so good, let that be your force that propels you forward. Your brain doesn't know any different between you thinking something and something actually happening. Your brain does not know. So you have the same physiological responses in your body as if it were happening. So you're going to want to visualize yourself, visualize yourself doing the things, the micro successes and the macro successes that you want. Do that every day for 21 days. And please let me know how that works for you. Let me know how that changed your life. Maybe you need to meet a particular person. Maybe you need a particular, maybe you need your website up. Visualize it up. Start visualizing it with all kinds of specific details. Let the feeling wash over your body. And you're going to start feeling like you're worthy because you are. You're going to start seeing the changes when you do those things. So try some of those things out if you're suffering from imposter syndrome and start seeing the shift in your spirit. Start seeing the shift in your thought process and watch your life change. Oh, I enjoyed speaking to you guys so much. I can't wait to talk to you guys again next week. I'm so excited for that topic. And you know what? I'm just sending you guys so much love and light. Let's go get them, unicorns. Want to be a part of a community of amazing women unicorns crushing it in life and business? 
then head over to our private Facebook community, The Unicorn Entrepreneur. It's free and fabulous. The benefits are plentiful. Community of forward-thinking women, access to me. And if you're enjoying the conversations we're having here on the podcast, we continue some of those conversations and we deep dive. We look forward to serving you. Let's go get them, unicorns. Unicorns.